Seven seconds to go. Six seconds. Juzang in the paint. Fade away. No. Got his own rebound. Slithers to the rim and lays it in. Three seconds to go. We're tied at 90. Here comes Suggs. Long three for the win. Banks at home. Banks at home. Jalen Suggs. A deep banked three to Sten Gonzaga. One step closer to history. Unbeaten Gonzaga comes up with the hero play of the year from the freshman and their one win away from an undefeated national championship it's betql daily with joe ostrowski and ryan horvat on the betql audio network quality call from kevin kugler on westwood one i could listen to all those highlights i'm sure so many were doing that over the weekend including the gonzaga call did you hear that one horvat i didn't realize that uh adam morrison uh, does color for them no, I didn't either until we got them all sent over. Yeah, I think I heard the game winner on every single broadcast, including uh, yeah, Adam Morrison. I didn't know that was what he was up to these days. Good for him. Uh, w- uh, welcome to Championship Monday. This is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat, And uh, one of the great guests that we've had joining us throughout the tournament, throughout much of the college basketball season, is Mike Rutherford, founder of CardChronicle.com, college hoops analyst over there. Follow him on Twitter, at CardChronicle. Mike, is there such a thing as being hyperbolic when discussing Gonzaga-UCLA? No. 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 I, I don't think I can put it any plainer. It's I know that a lot of times there's a recency bias when stuff like this happens. Um, but with this game, it, you don't even have to have, have watched it. If you just look at the notes, you can see that it was an all-timer. I don't know exactly where it falls in that top five, but as long as I've been following college basketball, I don't think there's any doubt that it's a top three game in the history of the sport. You've got the storyline of Gonzaga chasing the undefeated season. You've got the fact that the team in their way is the program that's won 11 national titles more than any other in sports and also represented maybe the most agonizing moment in the history of Gonzaga basketball back in 06, the Adam Morrison crying game. You've got the fact that they played 45 minutes, and I think 41 minutes and 33 seconds of that time, it was a one-possession game. It's the only Final Four game in history where both teams have shot over 55% from the field. All those numbers, and then you just have the ridiculous shot-making and the all-time classic ending, I mean, no, there's no way to be overly hyperbolic about that game Saturday night. Mike, if that fourth foul, or I should say it would have been the fifth foul, if they call that a blocking foul on Drew Timmy, does Gonzaga still win this game, or do you give the edge to UCLA in overtime? I mean, he scores the first three buckets, first six points of overtime. I thought he was huge, obviously, in that extra session. You think they win it if he fouls out? No, I mean, I, I first of all, I, I think, you know, UCLA makes the free throws, and then it's probably a, a done deal there. I think it was points. And what a terrible ending that would have been. That's the other thing that has been sort of lost in all this is if that if that game ends on a block charge call, which would have been the wrong call, because I, I think they actually got it right there, it would have just, I'm not going to say it would have ruined the preceding 39 minutes and, and 59 seconds, but it would have been a, a totally unfitting ending. So I'm glad the officials got it right. I'm glad this didn't end on uh, a charbage call late in the game because that would have felt it would have felt too college basketball, and everybody who hates the sport would have said, "Yeah, well, this is part of the reason why we can't get into it. This is part of the reason why yeah, I'm an NBA guy or whatever." Thankfully, that did not happen. But yeah, the the, the fortitude of Drew Timmy to step up and make that play in that moment, uh, I thought was was astounding. If you could have frozen time at that moment where Johnny Juzang's making that drive to the bucket and there's, you know, 
less than two seconds to go, you're thinking this game's over. UCLA has won. Juzang has been fantastic all tournament. He's either going to make this shot or he's going to get fouled and go to the line and make a couple of free throws, and that's going to be the done deal. The fact that Gonzaga was able to avoid that just life support moment, I think only adds to their story if they do wind up getting the job done tonight and becoming the first team from 76 to, to have an undefeated season. This is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, uh, Ryan Horvat, our guest, Mike Rutherford, cardchronicle.com. The events on Saturday, Baylor in a blowout, and then Gonzaga's toughest test of the season by far. Did those results change your mindset going into tonight? A little bit, if I'm being perfectly honest. I think Baylor has more of a chance than I would have assumed uh, going into the game Saturday night. And I don't think it's just a uh, – I've seen some national people kind of toss aside the notion that you know Gonzaga maybe a little bit of an emotional hangover after seeing their perfect season you know, almost fall by the wayside and the celebration that comes after hitting you know an all-time March Madness shot. And then Baylor, conversely, really never pushed at all by, by Houston which is probably something that should be talked about a little bit more. You know, Baylor played a number two seed in the Final Four, did not get pushed at all. The game was over eight minutes into the, the first half. Uh, meanwhile, Gonzaga pushed the brink by an 11 seed. I know UCLA played out of their minds, but still, Baylor was, uh, was was just fantastic on Saturday night. Uh, I think that they have a, certainly a, more than a puncher's chance in this game. I think their guards are better than Gonzaga's guards. I, I think their guards will apply more pressure to Gonzaga's guards than any team has so far this season. Uh, I think the the flip side is Gonzaga has a decided advantage inside. The issue for Baylor, I think, is going to be, one, making sure that Gonzaga doesn't beat you in transition off of made shots. That's a huge, huge deal with Gonzaga. UCLA did a really good job at slowing them down in that capacity, at least until the very last shot of the game. Um, but I, I think also Baylor did not have a natural answer for Corey Tispert at the fourth position. He, he's a, a not the type of guy you usually see playing power forward, Baylor has traditional guys inside. They kind of play basically two fours at their four and their five spot. If they can keep Kispert from going off from the outside, I think that's a big, big win for them. Uh, conversely, Gonzaga's got to take full advantage of that. You, you've got a first-team All-American at a spot where the other team does not have a natural answer for him. He's got to go off. He, he's got to knock down those open shots from the outside when he gets them tonight. Mike, what are your thoughts on this total total tonight? Uh, 159, a little high, but, I mean, you know Baylor's one of the toughest defensive teams in the country. They force a bunch of turnovers. The Zags don't turn the ball over a whole lot. I think if you're on Baylor, you almost have to look at the over because I think they're going to need to score 77, 78 points to hang with the Zags. Your thoughts on this total, though, tonight? I'm right there with you. I think if you, know, you think that Gonzaga winning would be good for the over because they're you know, liable to score 85, 90 points or something along those lines, but I think it's – it's actually what you said is more accurate. If Baylor does win, they're probably going to have to win the way that UCLA uh, was winning, playing a you know, nearly perfect offensive game. I'm sure they will try to slow it down just a bit, but Baylor's not going to change what they do too much just because they're going up against maybe their toughest opponent of the season. Um, I mean, they've been they've been pretty fantastic all season long, a couple of COVID pauses notwithstanding. Um, their guards will get out and run a little bit when they have open looks. They certainly have offensive firepower. Um, but Gonzaga's going to do what Gonzaga does. Uh, I'm expecting a lot of points tonight. I'm hoping for a lot of points tonight because mm-hmm. you would hate to have um, you would hate to have Saturday's game, the late game between UCLA and Gonzaga, kind of solid that memory tarnished even just a little bit by Monday night not being as fantastic as we're all hoping it's going to be. Because look, this is the game we've been talking about for five months. We've been waiting a long time for this. We all needed to live up to the hype. Aren't you a little a uh, little happy that we didn't get it earlier in the season just to to build up to this moment? 
Absolutely. It, when when yeah. people were, were kind of throwing stuff and saying, you know, I, I hate that we didn't get this game. I get it because we got to the actual day of the game before it had to be canceled. So that was a little bit disappointing. But I still was kind of like, man, if we get this on Monday night, I'm fine with not having it before, especially when it looked possible that Baylor was going to be undefeated as well. Um, I, I think the injury is higher than it would have been had Gonzaga won that game by 20 or, or Baylor won that game by 15. Um, I, I'm right there with you. I, I think it's actually, in hindsight, a good thing that we're seeing these two teams go at it for the first time. I just wish that Mark Few and Scott Drew hated each other a little bit more. Like, I, I wish <laughs> they weren't both such nice guys. Like, yeah, this, yeah. Has been the, this has been the, the calm Godzilla uh, you know, thing all season long. I wish we could have had some, you know, some veiled insults thrown from one end of the country to, to the other. I thought that would have been a lot more fun, but these two guys are just too nice. Yeah, these two guys, uh, not not really a guy to root against. A moment ago, you mentioned Kispert. His point total is at 16 and a half. Uh, would you lean to the over there or any other players that uh, you would take a look at over or under? I like the Corey Kispert over there. Uh, like I said, I, I, as soon as Bowler is defensively, they don't have a natural four that, that can guard Kispert and keep him from doing the types of things that he likes to do. I mean, everybody looks at the shooting numbers, and he's been he's had statistically one of the best shooting seasons in college basketball history. But I think you saw with that uh, the dunk in the second half of the UCLA game, the dude can get up a little bit too. I mean, he's six foot seven. He's very athletic. Uh, he's one of those guys that can kill you with those constant cuts. Um, he's he's shot the ball pretty well in the NCAA tournament. His numbers are slightly down from three but he's still 17 of 38 from deep. Um, he's missed a couple of big shots. He didn't shoot it overly well against UCLA on Saturday night, but I, I would expect a bounce-back performance. I like Corey Kispert to have a big game tonight for Gonzaga. If he doesn't, I think that maybe the Zags are going to be in a little bit of trouble, but I, I'm not going to bank against him. He's been really, really terrific and really consistent all season long. If you expect the Zags to win tonight, any value you see as far as Final Four MVP uh, with maybe Jalen Suggs plus money, or do you think it's going to be Drew Timmy after what we saw? I mean, obviously we got one more game to go. It's going to have to play out tonight. But any value you see as far as the MVP still? I mean, Timmy's clearly the safe bet. You've got the, the 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 only value I would see in Gonzaga if you're looking at a potential MVP is maybe with Joel Ayayi, just because Drew Timmy is so visible. He's got the mustache. He's flexing. People hate him. He's he, He'd be a great Duke player uh, back in the 90s. He'd be a fantastic right. Duke Blue Devil. Uh, but he's also really, really good. Uh, Suggs has the, the name recognition. He's got the big shot on his resume. Um, Kispert's the All-American. But people have, have sort of glossed over the fact that when Timmy was in foul trouble, when Suggs was struggling a little bit, when Kispert wasn't shooting the ball well in that first half, Joliai kept them afloat and actually finished with 22 points in that game on Saturday night. If he has another big game tonight, he could sneak up and steal that MVP. Let's say he goes for 20 tonight. It's going to be hard to give a, the MVP to a guy who didn't score 20-plus points in both of their Final Four wins. So maybe there's the value that you're looking for if you're trying to pick somebody who's maybe not quite as obvious as Drew Timmy or Jalen Suggs. There you go. I like that angle. Mike Rutherford at Card Chronicle, founder of CardChronicle.com. Check out that website. Mike, a lot of fun all college basketball season. Look forward to talking to you again soon, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Thank you, Mike. Enjoy this evening. Just like uh, I, I'm expecting it. I do. Man, may, maybe I'm falling for the recency bias, Hor Horvat, but I don't see this being a double-digit game. Do you? No. I think this is going to be a great game. I think it's yeah. going to live up to the hype. Now, in the back of my head, I'm also, you know, you don't want to be let down after a finish like that on Saturday night. 
I don't think you can be. Like, what we got Saturday night, what the game that we thought was going to be a blowout, one of the greatest that we've ever seen, yeah. no, no matter what results we get, I don't think we can have a letdown after after being treated to that. No, you know, and, and maybe I'll maybe I'll have a different tune uh, when I wake up tomorrow morning, but I'm just so yeah. we had this tournament. Like, Saturday night, after the Houston-Baylor game, I was a little let down, just thinking, oh, man, if UCLA doesn't – Yeah, exactly. Opening weekend was fun, but it's kind of been a letdown. But, you know, we got to remember, man, we didn't have this last year, so I'm not complaining about anything. No, I – guilty, man. I was thinking the same thing, like, ah, now we're going to have this blowout. Monday will be cool, but this tournament's kind of sucked. No, nope, yeah. can't, can't say that now. It's Ostrowski and Horvat. We're going to go out to Vegas next. Check in with oddsmaker Chuck Esposito on the BetQL Audio Network.